You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey Dave, how you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Doing, doing well. Doing well. Good. Good. Excited to uh, continue our SRB Strategic Reliable Blueprint Process Series uh, going into the next phase, the fourth phase, which is the obstacles meeting. Yes, obstacles, which is usually where most people want to start. But it's, uh, it's actually the uh, fourth step that we'll be going through here. We started with uh, the FIT meeting and the exploration meeting after that, and then putting together visions for clients so they kind of know where they're going. Now we come to obstacles. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I've never really thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. A lot of people come in and they want to say, you know, here's my, here's what's going on. Here's what's not going right. Fix it. And our process kind of takes a step back where it's like, let's figure out where you want to go before we can tell you how to fix your, you know, what's not working well. So, you know what, uh, what Yogi Berra would have said about that, right? (laughs) What's that? If you don't know where you're going, you might not get there. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, <laughs> I like that. And it's so true, you know, and, and part of our process, you know, and obviously we've talked before about how George Kinder um, kind of um, developed this process and fine tuned it over the years. But a lot of it is rooted in kind of the, the how the human mind works. And if we mm-hmm. just focus on the issues, we're never going to, you know, it, it's hard to get motivated to make the changes that we need to. Right. And we focus on the positive of where we want this thing to go, what we want it to look like and really build that emotion and build that, hey, we're, you know, we're going to be able to do this. It's a, we're a lot more successful in this obstacles meeting if we do those things right and we do those things in the first three meetings than if we just go in and say, okay, you need a retirement plan. Let's put it together for you. Right, right. Because you might not get there. Yeah, ex- exactly. You might so. not get there. Or you know, if, if, there, or if you're not excited about getting there, what's the point of trying to get there? So obstacles meeting is really kind of what it sounds like. We, the main focus of the process is to say, okay, we've built this kind of vision of where we want things to go and, and we've built some excitement around it and, and we've taught about some changes that need to happen. And here's where kind of the rubber meets the road in terms of now we're going to address each one of these issues. Some of them, of course, will be monetary. Some of them might not be monetary, but it's really about kind of developing that plan for, okay, we know where we want to go, but why are we not there right now? What's getting in our way? It's probably probably not a bad idea to step back and, and just remember that those the the questions that, that kind of frame up the vision meeting start with what would your life look like if money wasn't an issue? What would you do if if we could just tell you as financial planners you can afford to do whatever you want, what would you be doing different? And so most people, it's like these obstacles that we're dealing with here in the second phase are like that brick wall that they can't see over or around to actually get that, get that vision mapped out. And so, you know, I like to put, put it as like, let us, let us figure out what the possibilities are. We're looking at that stuff in the background, but you know, you got to tell us where you want to be first. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's, you know, part of the process is that's where your focus should be is on where you want it to be. And, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit before in some of the previous podcasts on the series, but, you know, it's human nature to kind of doubt yourself. It's human nature to be like, well, I can't do that. I can't, you know, I, I can't mm-hmm. you know, make that change. So I'm not even going to think about it. And, you know, this process is really about kind of breaking that down. And, and that's why it's so important too to work with someone that can help you with that. Because if you are left to your own devices, most of the times you're not going to make those changes right. um, or at least not as quickly as you would if you had someone helping you. And, and I think we've talked about this before as well, but a perfect example of, you know, there was changes that I wanted to make and it probably took me four or five years to do those things. And, you know, in working with a financial planner, was able to identify and make changes a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And, and so it just kind of true to the process and working with someone. Interestingly enough, a lot of things that come up in this, if you're, you know, following through is that, you know, that ought to category that we talked about in vision, mm-hmm. when we were doing the um, kind of the map of the heart's core grid, the ought mm-hmm. to, and, and a lot of that's the stuff that, you know, you think you ought to do at least society says you should do it in a lot of ways. And a lot of that stuff that you can really outsource. And, and one of the big things that always comes up in these obstacles meetings is usually time, right? There's yes. never enough time. We all have the same amount of time. And so, you know, what are we doing? What are some ways that we can um, figure out having more time? And outsourcing some of those things like mm-hmm. you know, that you don't enjoy doing that you think you should. You know, one of my personal ones is I think I should have a nice lawn. I don't know why. <laughs> don't Your know neighbors tell you that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because my neighbor has a nice lawn. Exactly. That's why I should have a nice lawn. Everybody in my That's neighbor That's why I live has. in the woods. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but, you know, uh, you know, should I be outsourcing something like that? Because I really don't want to be out there mowing my lawn because I get, I derive no pleasure from it. And so it's really about figuring out what those things are. But the interesting thing too, is everybody comes to us because they think we have answers. And, And believe me, we always have a lot of answers. But what's interesting is the best solutions to the obstacles usually come from our clients. And, and right. there's a couple of reasons for that. Not that they're smarter for us, but then they're more you know, financially in tune. But a lot of times it's because they are living in their life every day. And so they know what works best for them, number one, but also number two, whatever solutions they come up with, they're much more likely to carry out and be successful than something that I might recommend to them. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. part of this process and part of the homework from that vision meeting is, you know, just think about and really, you know, live with that vision. But then in the obstacles meeting, it's kind of like, think about what's possibly getting in your way and how we can solve that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have come up with some really, I've had clients come up with some really creative things that we're able to help them carry out partial retirements or, you know, starting yes. a business and working longer as opposed to continuing to work in a job that you hate, you know, yes. things like that, that come up. And, and our role is to kind of help facilitate that. Uh, you know, how many times over, over the years, you know, you'll talk to somebody who's dead set on retiring in 18 months or, you know, they've got some number in their head that they just, they just need to, they just need to be done. And when you start parsing it out a little bit and start talking about what partial retirement might look like, or even a, a uh, late career change that may mean less money, but you know, not having to be done right away, what a difference that makes. And sometimes it's just a matter of being able to say, yes, you probably could retire in 18 months and some of that stress goes away. But having that, having that clear vision of what's important 
helps put those ideas in context. Like, like it's not it makes no sense to tell to talk to somebody about partial retirement if they've never thought about what that might look like or what that might mean for them. You know, one of the interesting things, I don't know if this has happened to you before, Dave, but I've had a lot of clients who, you know, we did all the planning, we figured out, hey, you could retire tomorrow if you wanted to. Well, their job satisfaction usually goes up just with the knowledge mm-hmm. that they could walk that away they could. at any time. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, then all of a sudden, working's not so bad because you know that yeah. at any point in time, you could just pick up and leave. Yeah. And so right. you know, they end up working right. for a couple more years when they were ready to, you know, to, to be done just because they know that they can walk out at any time. So it kind of changes yeah. the dynamic. Yeah, it's a, it's a different psychology then. Yeah, absolutely. A whole different, whole different feeling. So kind of how we work through these obstacles is we're really trying to define what it is that's getting in your way, how you are going to overcome that obstacle. So, you know, how are you going to do this? And then we really try to pin people on when they're going to do it and who's going to be their accountability partner. Because, you know, if, if you think back to, and we did a podcast on change for good, that's kind of the, the dynamics of how people make changes is making sure you're intentional about them, but also, you know, set some goals as, to far as, as far as when, but also have an accountability partner that can help you with that. So if one of your goals mm-hmm. is to get healthy, you know, figure out, okay, you're going to walk three days a week. Um, when are you going to start that and start next week? And who's going to be your accountability partner to hold your feet to the fire in case you don't do that? Those are really good steps in kind of how we create change and, and how we do things differently. And that's really important in this process as well. That's a big part of of the role we end up playing is that accountability. Kind of the, uh, you end up being the uh, money equivalent of the, finance, of the uh, personal trainer. Are you a small business or a nonprofit that wants to market better? Of course you want to market better. Join heavy-hitting marketing agencies and experts at the Michigan Marketing Outstanding Brands Summit. All the big bosses will be there. 17 presentations on cutting-edge topics like brand dominance, how to make a logo that doesn't suck, figuring out what the heck SEO is, launching your own damn podcast, upcoming annoying changes for social media, creating videos that slay, and so much more. Win big prizes and take advantage of exclusive marketing training. Join the ranks of marketing bosses throughout Michigan and meet me, Amy Zander, the reigning marketing mobstress of Michigan. Mark Friday, May 6th, 2022 on your calendar. It's not too far away to start planning now. Follow Zedia Media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for a chance to win tickets. Visit ZediaMedia.com for more information and to purchase tickets. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A-M-E-D-I-A.com. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. To your point, there's definitely things that we can do as advisors to be your accountability partner, but there's other things that you might want, you probably want somebody else for. And so making sure you have that kind of pool. And and one thing that I will warn our listeners that are thinking about doing some of this stuff on their own is not a good accountability partner is your spouse. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful about, you know, who you're choosing and, and, you know, because accountability partners are important, but there are some not so great accountability partners. Yeah. That's just good uh, relationship (laughs) advice in general. (laughs) Don't put put that on your spouse. Right. Right. Exactly. Never ends well. um, 
list off maybe some typical obstacles that we see uh, come up in this situation. Yeah. So I think a big one is always around, like we talked about before, work and how much longer you're going to work and your satisfaction out of work. There's studies, there's plenty of studies out out there about, you know, job career satisfaction and in the United States, as I'm sure most of our listeners are not surprised about, those numbers are not very great when it comes down to how how satisfied people are with their current careers or jobs. So that's always a big one, right? And in, in kind of what we alluded to before, you know, I love when people, and, you know, people come to us typically in terms of like looking at retirement. And I have right. yet to meet anyone that wanted to retire because they love their job, right? Those people right. don't retire. They right. continue to work in some way, shape or form. Now, they might not work as much as they were, but they're always going to kind of have their feet in the game in some way, shape or form. Um, So a lot of people that come to see us usually have low, you know, are not satisfied with their job or ready to move on or ready to do something different. So what I always try to encourage people in in, in those obstacles is let's think about like what we talked about earlier, which is if you can find something you love to do and you can do it for 15 years, isn't that better Mm -hmm. than doing something you hate for five and um, being able to retire for for a lot of people that's a trade off that they're willing to make. So, so there's an interesting corollary to that, though. I've had more than a few, like not not a ton, but a few folks over the years who have come in because they felt like they were supposed to retire. Mm. You know, I'm I'm 60, and Social Security starts at 62, and a bunch of my coworkers are retiring, and but then you talk to them, and they're like not dissatisfied with their job. They don't have any burning desire to be on the golf course four days a week, you know, and you start, you start distilling it down and and their vision isn't really about retiring. It's more that they feel they've reached this age milestone and they should retire, which a lot of times opens up some interesting possibilities with, you know, what they could be doing, you know, that they're not, not dissatisfied with what they're doing at work, but maybe, um, a quantifying how much longer you know, do they have the financial ability to not work if that was what they wanted? But then if you do retire or when you do, what is that? What would be the impetus to it? That's so true. And it rings true for a lot of people as well. You know, as an industry, as a whole, the financial industry Mm -hmm. does it, you know, the marketing machine that is the financial services industry loves telling people Mm -hmm. that they, you know, have to retire at 65 or whatever the age is. And, and people kind of buy into that because why everybody else is doing it. And, you know, why 65 or I guess 66, 67 now? Well, that's when you can get full social security. So that must be when I retire, right? Right. Um, it just like arbitrary ages that really yeah. have nothing to do with, you know, the reality of the world yeah. that we're in right now. And so you're absolutely right. A lot of people, we have a lot of clients who continue to work that enjoy their work. And they shouldn't retire. Why should they? Yeah. And then, also, and part of helping them is figuring out one of the exercise, homework exercises that we do from the obstacles meeting is the ideal day, week, and year, right? So mm-hmm. what's your ideal day look like? What does your ideal week look like? And what does your ideal year look like? And what is the current day, week, and year look like? And mm-hmm. what are the differences between what you want it to look like 
and what it currently looks like. And for those people that enjoy their job, that's you know part of their ideal day and a part of their ideal week. You know, why are we changing that if that's where you want to be? If that's what you want to be doing. And that's right. speaks to how important this process is. Because if we just jumped in and tried to just solve for, hey, you should be retiring and this is how you can do it. We totally mm-hmm. just missed the boat on the importance of in your vision, you want to keep working. That's what's important right. to you, right? right? We just completely right. missed that because we were too busy trying to solve your problem as opposed to figuring yeah. out what you actually want. Uh, Mitch Anthony did some some great writing around the arbitrary way retirement's been sold to us. I think that's a whole podcast uh, topic we should we should hit at some point because I think it does it does dovetail with the whole idea of having a vision and a purpose to what you're doing. Instead of just uh, mandated dates and ages that we've just grown accustomed to, so we'll we'll have to put a pin in that and come back to it. You know, one of my favorite things about thinking about Mitch Anthony and the work that he did with retirement is, you know, we spend years of our lives, a chunk of our money saving for retirement, mm-hmm. but we probably spent we probably as a society spend about five minutes thinking about what we're gonna do when we get to the right, point that we're right, saving right. all this money for, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll definitely have to come back to that. I think that's a great topic. Yeah, it does, it, it, it kind it, of plays into the obstacles. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll have to pull out our copies of the new retirement mentality and uh, and brush up on it and have a have an hour dedicated to that probably soon. And on some levels, there's only so many levers you can pull in retirement planning, right? There's, there's mm-hmm. how, when you retire, there's how much you need to spend and how much you can save in the meantime, right? Right. And so at a certain, at a certain level, that's what the obstacles boil down to is how you play with those variables. But then you start bringing in that time component and that value component and sorting out what moving those different levers really means to you. Part of the uh, the second half of that obstacles meeting, once we kind of get through what's getting in your way, is we actually jump into the financial planning software and we start thinking about yeah. goals in terms of this is, you know, this is what you're vision is. And here's how we kind of map it all out. We're putting dollar mm-hmm. amounts to those things so that we can see now, once we start putting the plan together, once we start getting the strategies, this is where the goals come out. And this is, you know, this is how it looks when we start to move those things around based on that discussion. And so that's a really, and that's kind of a tee off into the strategies meeting, but that's the importance behind it is yeah. we've spent, you know, basically three meetings and several hours thinking about this. And now we have a great picture of how we want that to look in our financial planning software. So we're solving for the outcomes that are most meaningful to our um, clients. I think it's also important to note that sometimes the obstacles in some respects can be insurmountable, like in a literal sense of, hey, I want to retire at 50 and travel the world. And I've only, you know, I'm 45 and I've only done this retirement saving so far. I mean, we can't just because we map out the vision and can pull these levers doesn't mean we can make it work, right? So, so part of that obstacles reconciliation is then saying, okay, but what what could a phased in version of this look like, or how can we capture the 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 essence of what you want to do in your vision with the resources that you have? 
we, we like to think that we're great at what we do, Dave, but we can't, you know, <laughs> we can't well, make wine out of water. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, right. you know, there's going to be occasions where you want to do something and it's super important to you, but financially it just not, it's not going to happen. It's not going to make sense. And that's not to say that you should never, you know, you're never going to be able to accomplish that, but usually there's something underlying behind that. Right. right. So think about, you know, okay, you want to travel the world. So the oh, great exercise for this is picture yourself, you know, where's the first place that you want to go? Let's say it's yeah. in Paris and picture yourself yeah. there and picture what's going on around you. Who's with you and what are you feeling and what's the emotion mm-hmm. behind that? Because mm-hmm. that, you know, depending on what it is, maybe it's just spending time with your family, the people that you love. And maybe, you know, all of a sudden it's not necessarily about traveling the world yes. per se. It's more about those connections. So how do we, how do we replicate that? Cause that's really what you're after, yeah. right? It's not necessarily it, it, being a world traveler. Right. And that can mean different. Like for some people, extended vacations might do right. it for others. Maybe it's, um, what, what kind of career path could we set up where you could be an expat for a few years? Yeah. You absolutely. know, or, or, or what, what, job would you be qualified for that you could work remotely for a few years or, you know, how, or if you're not qualified for something like that, what would you have to do to become qualified? Is there a class you can take? Is there a certification you can get? And I'm not, you know, I'm not being specific here, but you know, a lot of times it's, it's not just about the literal vision. It's about coming up with that middle ground that might work and, and create that same effect. Absolutely. And, and I'm a, a huge fan of telling people to, you know, go home and just throw it up to the universe, right? And so mm-hmm. it's kind of this theory of, you know, if you if you bought a new car, for example, and then you're driving mm-hmm. down the road and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. And the reality mm-hmm. of the situation is that car has always been there. You just haven't focused in on it, right? And so mm-hmm. it's that same thought process of, you know, there's probably some solutions that you can come up with if you just don't like focus, you know, focus on it yeah. in your subconscious as opposed to, you know, trying to, to think it through. And those solutions will kind of come to you because all of a sudden you've thrown it up to the universe and all of a sudden things start to become clear that you never thought were there before. And, and I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of that. And I think that it has helped a lot of people to just, you know, throw it up to the universe and see what kind of solutions you can come up with. Cause there's usually an answer and you usually have it somewhere in your subconscious. If you just let it come out. From identifying the obstacles and looking for ways around them and kind of recreating the vision to fit that, then we, um, and we start coming up with real solutions. Part of what goes on between the, the lines of the meetings between our exploration meeting and between our strategies meeting, which is the next meeting meeting that we'll have, we have our organization. So behind the scenes, we're getting people organized. So we're going to do a podcast and the next podcast in the series will be about that organization, why it's so important, what it looks like, what you should be doing. So our paraplanner extraordinaire, Amy, kind of covers that piece for us. And she's working with clients to get the things that they need and get organized um, so that we're ready for that solutions meeting. So look forward to that and, and hearing from yeah. Amy in the next iteration of the, the next uh, step in the, in the process, because that's super important too and super helpful for people. Yes. So I'm excited yeah. about that one. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's very good at that. So I look forward to getting her on here and uh, getting her talking. It'd be good. 
Absolutely. Should be great. And, mm-hmm. and so hopefully yeah. you're enjoying the series and uh, hopefully if you're just joining us, um, go back and listen to the first couple steps in the process. Um, and then, you know, we will get into organization in the next one and we'll, we will continue on. And, and pretty soon here, we'll have a full plan built with uh, implementation steps and everything. So we are, we are moving along. Excellent. All right. It's been fun as always. And uh, we'll get that one in the can next week. Sounds good. Always a pleasure, Dave. All right. Take it easy, Nick. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com. This is a Xenia Media Productions.